0: Go ahead. My name is Tessa, and I'm six years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? He's powerful. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world and the hope of living with Him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Alicia Oder with you again. And I'm so glad we get to explore more about God's goodness to us through Jesus again today. In these last episodes in the book of Luke, we're going to follow Jesus through the last days of his life here on earth. Last week, we saw how much the Pharisees wanted to get rid of Jesus and how Jesus kept showing his disciples what it really meant to follow God, trusting God like the widow did, who put her last coins in the temple offering. He also promised the believers that he would come back in great glory and judge people for the wrong they had done. But it wasn't time for that yet. The feast of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were trying to figure out how they could get rid of Jesus without the people coming against them. Then Satan entered Judas, who was called Iscariot. Judas was one of the twelve disciples. He went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and talked with them about how he could hand Jesus over to them. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. Judas accepted their offer and, and watched for the right time to hand jesus over to them he wanted to do it when no crowd was around then the day of unleavened bread came when the passover lamb had to be sacrificed jesus sent peter and john on ahead go he told them prepare for us to eat the passover meal where do you want us to prepare for it they asked jesus replied When you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house he enters. Then say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will show you a large upstairs room with furniture already in it. Prepare for us to eat there. Peter and John left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles took their places at the table. He said to them, I have really looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you. I wanted to do this before I suffer. I tell you, I will not eat the Passover meal again. Until it is celebrated in God's kingdom. After Jesus took the cup, he gave thanks, saying, Take this cup and share it among yourselves. I tell you, I will not drink wine with you again until God's kingdom comes. Then Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it. He handed it to them and said, This is my body. It is given for you. Every time you eat it, do this in memory of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. He said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. It is poured out for you. But someone here is going to hand me over to my enemies. His hand is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go to his death, just as God has already decided. But how terrible it will be for the one who hands him over. The apostles began to ask one another about this. They wondered which one of them would do it. They also started to argue. They disagreed about which of them was thought to be the most important person. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything under his power. He also knew he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer clothes. He wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a large bowl. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet. He dried them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter. Lord, Peter said to him, Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you can't share life with me. Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, wash my hands and my head too. Jesus answered, People who have a bath need to wash only their feet. The rest of their body is clean, and you are clean, but not all of you are. Jesus knew who was going to hand him over to his enemies. That was why he said not everyone was clean. When Jesus finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes. Then he returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord. You are right, because that's what I am. I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. So you also should wash one another's feet. I have given you an example. You should do as I have done for you. What I'm about to tell you is true. A slave is not more important than his master. And a messenger is not more important than the one who sends him. Now you know these things, so you'll be blessed if you do them. The kings of the Gentiles hold power over their people. And those who order them around call themselves protectors. But you must not be like that. Instead, the most important among you should be like the youngest. The one who rules should be like the one who serves. Who is more important? Is it the one at the table or the one who serves? Isn't it the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You have stood by me during my troubles and I give you a kingdom just as my father gave me a kingdom. Then you will eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Think about the last time someone did something mean to you. Maybe they made fun of you or broke something that was yours, or ignored you, or yelled at you. Maybe it was really hard not to fight back, or maybe you did yell back and wish you hadn't. In his letter to the church in Ephesus, the missionary Paul told the people to let the Lord make them strong and depend on God's mighty power. He said that their fight wasn't against human beings, but against the rulers and powers of the dark world, the spiritual forces of evil. When your brother or sister is being mean to you, it's pretty hard to remember that your real enemy is Satan and his demons who are trying to do everything they can to mess up God's kingdom plans. It's true that we all choose to sin and give in to temptation. But when someone is sinning against us, we have to remember that they aren't doing it on their own. The chief priests had wanted to kill Jesus for a long time, but it was when Satan entered Judas that the plan started to be set in motion. God allowed for it to happen because it would bring about his rescue plan jesus taking the punishment for our sins but it was still part of an evil plan too jesus took the terror of our punishment so that we only have forever goodness to look forward to as we walk through the evil things around us recently i was feeling really tired because my baby kept waking up during the night and my toddler kept saying no to the things I asked her to do. When I spent some time being quiet with Jesus, he helped me to imagine him glowing bright as a lamp and walking down a dark path through the forest, carrying my children for me. He waved me forward to come along behind him as we walked safely down the dark path. When Jesus sat down to eat the Passover meal with his disciples, his last meal before he would be killed, he told them he'd been looking forward to eating that meal with them before he suffered. Remember the first Passover meal way back in the book of Exodus? When God sent the tenth plague on the Egyptians, killing their firstborn sons, but all the Israelites who killed a perfect lamb and put its blood around their doors would be safe? The people ate in their Egyptian homes from the, for the last time, trusting that obeying God by killing the lambs would keep them safe so they could escape the next day. The disciples were supposed to remember that each year they celebrated the Passover meal. But Jesus was going to do something even more wonderful for them to remember. He would sacrifice himself as the Passover lamb so that they could trust in his blood to keep them safe for an eternal life of being with God. And it's the same for us. Each time your church celebrates communion, drinking juice or wine, and eating bread, it's to remember and thank Jesus for what he did, for being the perfect lamb who was killed so that we could live with God and all the other believers in his kingdom forever. Sometimes we might respond like the disciples, worrying about being the best, Or maybe we feel guilty because we could never give as much as Jesus did. But God is inviting us to offer ourselves to him, just as we are each day. He gave his life for us, so any giving he asks us to do, giving our money or time or energy, is just a small way to be like him. And he never asks us to do it on our own, Because this Holy Spirit living inside of us can help us want to share our toys even if some get broken, play a game with someone that we didn't really want to play, or unload the dishwasher when our mom asks us to. He can even help us to show kindness to the person who has been mean to us, like Jesus did to Judas Iscariot. The disciples wanted to be an important part of what Jesus was doing. And Jesus did tell them they would sit on twelve thrones. But it wasn't going to come right away. After Jesus returned to heaven and the disciples started sharing the good news everywhere, most of them were hurt and even killed because they called Jesus their king. On the last night before Jesus showed how much he really loved the world by going to the cross, he kneeled before each of his disciples and washed their feet. He was the most important person in the room and the universe, and he held the feet that had walked with him through the dusty, muddy streets and wiped them clean. Jesus had shown them his love through his teachings and miracles and by just being with them and would show them his love through giving his very life. But in this moment, washing their feet wasn't a waste of his time. Even Judas's feet that would w- walk out the door and betray him to the chief priests. Jesus wanted them And us, to know that love is never wasted on someone. And often, the people he wants to help us love are right in the room with us. So, who's in the room with you right now? When you're at school? When you're at church? When you're riding in the car? When you show kindness to someone, they might not say thank you, Or even be confused about what you're trying to do. Like Peter was when Jesus came toward him with a towel. But we don't have to worry about that. The only way we can keep showing that kind of love to others is if we receive the love God wants to show us every day. Like Peter had to let Jesus wash his feet. When we're angry or hurt by someone... Jesus always invites us to say something like, Jesus, I feel awful right now. Would you help me to know how much you love me? Jesus went to the cross because he wanted to experience the joy of being with us forever. And he's so glad to help us go through really hard things without forgetting the joy that is in front of us, too. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being the light of the world, for wanting to be with us and dying so that it could happen. Would you help us to show your love to those right in the room with us? You're the best. Amen. Parents, If you have a chance to leave a rating or a view on iTunes by just scrolling down and tapping the stars, that would be really helpful in assisting other parents in finding my podcast for their kids. Thanks for being a part in sharing this with your own kids, too. Okay, friends, let's keep enjoying his light, and I'll talk to you next time.